Together we can mobilize a global mission force to finish the task. This is your tribe. Well, welcome everybody. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today uh, for this very episode of uh, This Is Your Tribe. And today we have a special guest, uh, my brother Peter Shankar, all the way from Malaysia, actually. Uh, he's now the uh, General Secretary of Malaysia Center for Global Missions. And well, yeah, being in this position for ma uh, many years, actually started from the very beginning of the, the, the foundation of the, this platform. And so, Peter, just let us know a little bit about yourself and just saying hi to our uh, brothers and sisters, especially mobilizers around the world. Hi, Ari. Thanks for the privilege and the time together. I appreciate uh, this uh, talk. Well, um, um, I, well, when I was little, I was 16, mm. uh, there were, you know, youth camp. Um, somebody saw a vision of a pair of shoes beautifully polished and that mm. pair of shoes was walking towards the nations and uh, and then i went on to form six and i was 18 mm. again in youth camp uh, someone was praying over me and uh, he saw a uh, vision of a quiver full of arrows and uh, god took this one arrow out beautifully polished and that arrow was going towards a globe. So I knew at that point of time that uh, I had a calling for missions. And oh. those of the years uh, when I got involved with the, the Aboriginal Aborigines in Malaysia, work the church planting project among the Aborigines. Uh, as a teenager, I, I uh, oh. was very passionate about going for short-term missions and uh, and then, yeah, so I slowly got involved with unreached people groups along mm. the way. So wow. back in it was in late 1990s, I got involved with unreached peoples and um, uh, with uh, particularly with mobilization. Wow. So but was, how many years have passed by? Like 20 plus years already, right? Yeah, my full-time ministry would be 24 years in full-time. Um, wow. But... Uh, my first engagement with missions with uh, uh, rich peoples was uh, would have been thirty plus years now. Well, what I love about uh, Brother Peter is he is always positive, always has a smile on his face, and he's so friendly. And every time you saw him, it's it's like actually a, a really uh, a blessing to many. Actually, I never saw him being mad or upset of anything, but probably he did. But um, I, I have never seen that. But that's <laughs> what, what I love about you is not just about the smile, but uh, you have been uh, serving faithfully in this very position for many years, start from the very beginning. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, mission in general and uh, mission sending and mobilizing uh, in, uh, in the country of Malaysia? Sure. Yeah, I... I uh, first got involved with mobilization in 98. I wow. was part of a research team uh, working on a people group in Indonesia. And, uh, and so I was involved with uh, producing some materials and research on a people group uh, for a group of uh, 
missionaries who were preparing to move to Indonesia uh, to work among unrich peoples. So that was my first uh, engagement with, uh, with UPGs. Um, and uh, in 99, I got involved with mobilization uh, and uh, and my early years of mobilization was with uh, the idea of uh, adoption, adopting a people group. Mm-hmm. So we were part of the Joshua Project and right. uh, Joshua Project adopt a people campaign. And so we were very involved with uh, mobilizing churches to adopt a people group. And uh, so uh, we... The first meeting we had was a meeting called the Malaysian Connection. This was back in 1999, I think. Uh, we introduced, I think, 25 people groups to our Malaysian church. And, uh, mm. and uh, we had strategy coordinators for each one of these people groups to come and present about their community, about their UPGs. And, uh, and we got churches to adopt uh, these uh, 25 UPGs. And so that was the, the launch of uh, UPG work in Malaysia mm. uh, back in 1999. Since then, we've seen so many churches uh, adopt people groups. Uh, we've mm. seen many short-term teams go out. We've seen uh, an increase in the number of uh, uh, missionaries, long-term workers going to the mission field. And uh, we've seen so many conferences, uh, missions conferences held in churches. And uh, mm. so that was a good starting point in introducing people groups to churches in Malaysia. The church that I grew up with, we uh, prayed for UPGs every Sunday at church. Wow. Every Sunday, uh, till now, uh, every Sunday we pray for UPGs. And so that's been... Uh, Encouraging the church to to go for missions, to pray for missions, yeah. to towards missions. So I'm I'm thankful for that experience. I'm thankful the ch- for the church I grew up with had had a very strong uh, influence uh, uh, over missions, uh, and especially in my life, I I'm just so grateful for that experience growing up in a church that's mm. that was so focused on uh, on uh, unreached people groups. All right. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about your church uh, and also uh, churches in Malaysia in general? Because every time we uh, we watch a, t- a tourism, uh, uh, you know, commercial uh, from uh, from Malaysia, there's a Malaysia truly Asia. There's a very diverse environment. It's a you know, you have the Chinese people, you have Malays, you have Indian background, and you have all these different kind of people, uh, and also the indigenous uh, people groups. Uh, but um, but we all know it's in a diverse society. Sometimes it's 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 easier, but sometimes it's harder to uh, to just cross the boundaries. And so uh, even within the Christian circles, I believe you also have some kind of um, uh, uh, challenges. You know how to work together and also being a, a breach uh, like a network. Uh, I I think you have that kind of firsthand experience, right? Oh, well, uh, yeah, we live in a multicultural society, mm-hmm. uh, predominantly Muslims, 60% uh, mm-hmm. Muslims, uh, about 22% are Buddhist, and about uh, maybe about 7% are Hindus. 
and mm. so we're predominantly uh, uh, a UPG country in that sense. Um, but uh, our churches are basically uh, a multicultural church, uh, mm. Chinese and Indians. Uh, obviously, the Muslims are prohibited mm. from going to church. There are strict restrictions yes. for, for Muslims here in our country. Uh, so they have no access to just walking into a church or mm-hmm. uh, or even becoming a Christian, you know. But uh, we, uh, our churches are basically uh, English-speaking churches, Chinese-speaking churches, or mm-hmm. uh, Indian-speaking churches. And there's also the Bahasa Malaysia-speaking church. Uh, mm-hmm. They are predominantly in East Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so we we're kind of a mixed uh, mm. mixed uh, country in a sense because every church is different. I mean, the Chinese church is very different from the Indian church, and the English church is very different from the Bahasa church. You know, yeah. Uh, so we're very very much uh, influenced by the language we speak mm. in our country. Um, but but a lot of the English speaking churches uh, are. Predominantly Chinese and Indians, um, so uh, we are pretty much a multicultural church in that sense. Mm. Um, but uh, in terms of mobilization, uh, we've seen so many uh, churches, uh, Chinese-speaking churches, are very active in in missions. Uh, we've seen so many of these Chinese churches uh, actively involved in sending. Uh, short-term teams and long-term workers to the mission field. Yeah. Uh, we've seen, um, I think uh, this, I think I can't remember if it was this year or last year, uh, we had at least 20 or 22 uh, Kairos courses in the Chinese language. Uh, oh. So in the midst of the pandemic, uh, you know, it was amazing to see how despite the restrictions, uh, we were still able to 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 see Kairos courses being run online virtually in Malaysia, mm. so there's a strong strong uh, strong missions initiative in the Chinese church, mm. um, English speaking churches as well. I, I we've uh, seen so many churches are very active in missions, very very active. Uh, we have I think about Malaysia is such a small country with about four percent. Evangelical Christians, and yeah. we have about uh, about one thousand missionaries, long-term workers on the mission field, and wow. uh, hmm. we've seen quite a number of people or churches responding to raising long-term workers. Uh, but we also are seeing many churches uh, sending short-term teams to the mission field. Yeah, a church that we work with, uh, they send like uh, something like. Uh, seven to eight mission teams, uh, cross-cultural teams, to, mm. to missions, and uh, very uh, many churches are involved with the urban, urban ministry with the wow. community development. So it's exciting what God is doing. Yeah, yeah, and that's really that's really encouraging, especially when you talk about uh, in in a context that. Um, you know, Christians are actually the minority of the minorities, and but you're you're sending um, even more than a thousand missionaries or uh, long-termers overseas in in other contexts. I think that's 
that's really encouraging, especially hearing from you uh, as a as a mobilizer. I think you know God had been really uh, giving uh, so much grace and blessing uh, in terms of uh, you know mission sending efforts. Uh, but uh, you know the, the second thing is you know because uh, you because you talk about Kairos and people in Malaysia must be very proud of you because you are probably the only Malaysian face in the in the Kairos video. <laughs> Maybe some of our uh, our uh, listeners, you, you know, audience will, you know, recognize uh, Peter's face because he is in one of the uh, videos in the very beginning, and they they even spell your name wrong. <laughs> what was yeah. the experience? You know, what was the occasion? I think it was back in uh, Cape Town, two thousand ten, right? Or yeah, yeah, it was in yeah Luzon. Uh, Luzon Movement, uh, 2010 Cape Town, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, Max Chisman, uh, mm-hmm. simply mobilizing. He was trying to focus on creating a video on for mobilization, and yeah. so, so at Cape Town, all the key global leaders were there, and so yeah. said, hey, let's get all the key leaders together and do a short interview, uh, yeah. and it was a perfect time to get all yeah. these key leaders together. That, yeah. that was actually an awesome video and it can you know it, after after 10 years this this one is still playing uh in in many courses around the world yeah and and all these issues are still uh, relevant actually you know we talk about children we talk about europe we talk about the the needs ascending from the global south and, and the majority world being involved in yeah and it's still relevant today right so, uh, Peter, that let us uh, know a bit more about uh, the platform you're serving, uh, especially for uh, and and for for Malaysian uh, churches, and how does that you know function to, or or a network working together uh, as a, as a mobilization entity? Right. Uh, so, uh, Malaysia Center for Global Missions. MCGM is the uh, network for missions in Malaysia. Mm. Uh, our, our mission is to bring national unity in the country, to gather uh, mission leaders, mission agencies together, uh, to collaborate, network, and mm. share resources. Uh, so MCGM became, became, becomes the platform, uh, a forum where leaders meet together uh, mm-hmm. to to talk, to, to share ideas, to collaborate. Uh, and uh, so MCGM is, uh, has about eight, eight commissions. And yes. so we have eight different commissions uh, on mobilization, on UPGs, on missions leadership, missions education, youth and children, and-, and Member care, yeah. Member care, you know. So we, 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 yeah. we, uh, Basically, we try to create a platform where uh, agencies could, could come together and uh, find a commission, a platform they, that they are very interested in, uh, mm-hmm. in, and in areas where they feel that they have a strength, strength in contributing their expertise mm-hmm. uh, in together uh, in, in bridging the gap in the country. So mm. basically, each one of these commissions are looking at how do we bridge the gap, uh, missions gap in reaching the unrich peoples? How do we put uh, health uh, member care structures in place 
in churches? Uh, mm. How do we create a platform for, for missionaries and mission agencies to connect, uh, to have a, uh, to build strong rapport, you know? And so one, 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 one thing I love doing is the Mac Hog meeting. Mac mm. Hog uh, is not a new burger in McDonald's. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's a uh, it stands for member care hangout group. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right, so, okay. Hangout so group. Yeah, member care hangout group. So what happens is we meet or coffee tea uh, at Starbucks or you know coffee bean or in you know at some of our agencies uh, mm-hmm. to connect over coffee and tea uh, just to uh, uh, pray for one another to to encourage one another to support one another. And so this has been a good uh, platform for debrief, especially for mission leaders to, to connect and feel that they're not alone serving the Lord. Um, there are also others who are journeying together. Mm. And uh, so, to, so they can be more effective and encouraged as they continue to serve the Lord on the mission field. Mm. Wow. Just, so when, when I look at your calendar, yeah, you can see everything online uh, from uh, uh, mcgm.asia. Huh? And, and we, can, we can actually see all their activities. But what I'm curious is uh, about how, how does that even functioning with all these different commissions? Uh, because, you know, you, you have your own team and, and you have your own agenda and all the different mission organizations, they have their own agendas and they have their own, um, you know, business, um, you know, recruiting people, training people, member care of their own people. So uh, how, how does that work that uh, when people can actually contribute in certain areas, uh, you know, uh, and willingly to do so? A good question, Ray. Really good question. I, I, I would say that uh, MCGM, uh, our MacHawk platform, is uh, a pretty um, safe platform. Like we, mm. we set certain criteria. We say, hey, you know, when you share whatever you share at the MacHawk meetings, remains here, mm. doesn't go outside of uh, our meetings. So. Mm. The idea is to just uh, create a safe haven mm. uh, where leaders could come and share what they're learning, things they're experiencing, and how we could be supporting them. Uh, so very often, what I would do is a debrief. Mm. So you know, debrief, talk about highlights, uh, challenges, struggles, and how can we as a missions community support support him or her, and. Uh, and so there's this trust, trust mm. because uh, of the relationships we have. And uh, so we are very thankful for that trust uh, between agencies and uh, among mission agency leaders. Uh, because of that trust, we've been able to, to, to keep doing what we do, especially for MacHog. We also have, I mean, besides MacHog, we, we we also have a, a gathering called Mission Leaders Connect. Yeah. So Mission Leaders Connect is MLC. MLC is slightly different in that sense. Uh, mission leaders come together uh, once in four months uh, to connect, uh, to 
support one another, to build relationships, to build rapport uh, amongst ourselves, missions leaders. And the idea is really to bridge the gap uh, mm-hmm. and create opportunities for collaboration. And mm-hmm. so one, one of the things we, we, we encourage our mission agencies is we, we say, hey, you know, there's no need to duplicate. And so we want to avoid any kind of duplication. So if we could all come together to connect mm-hmm. and, uh, and share our resources together, then we mm-hmm. don't have to be planning too many conferences in the country. We could all just share resources and plan one conference. And, and we also have come to an agreement that if one agency is, is planning a huge conference, then we would all come alongside and wow. not plan, plan our own conference. So this, this is what has been happening the last uh, 15 years, I think. Mm. So, so say for example, OM is doing their yearly conference and then, and then we would uh, all come alongside OM and promote OM's conference in Malaysia and, uh, and encourage our churches to join the OM conference. And uh, so that's how we have been working in MCGM, uh, just trying to avoid any kind of uh, duplication and to create opportunities for collaboration and for mm. networking. Oh, that's that's amazing. That that really uh, requires some, uh, you know, uh, some degree of humbleness and and also willingness to do so. And 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 I I. I I really appreciate that, but that also brings to another question, uh, another challenge. That in the last two years, we all know the global pandemic and, and with the Corona situation. So many of these kind of conferences or meetings will, uh, you know, have to be postponed or cancelled. And many uh, mission organizations and events got uh, very much affected by the uh, the reality of, of you know the current scenario. So how, how did you guys deal with that? And, and so, and, and also how, how does that affect your, your work and, and, the, uh, and all the other mission organizations there in, uh, in Malaysia? Well, I would say, um, well, I have mixed feelings. One, um, mm-hmm. uh, the challenge was, uh, was difficult. Obviously we couldn't leave the country to lead uh, short-term teams uh, to the UPGs. So that was a challenge. Uh, we couldn't, yeah, I mean, many churches were going out for missions and they couldn't, but the good side, the flip side of this is uh, churches were more open and were looking at ways we, they could be involved with uh, community projects here in Malaysia and uh, working with the UPGs in Malaysia. And uh, one, I would say one of the biggest uh, change we've seen over the last one and a half years, two years, is we've seen many, uh, many um, uh, churches uh, across Malaysia coming together uh, to pray. So we've seen the birth of many virtual prayer gatherings in the country. And, uh, uh, and it's still ongoing, <laughs> you know, mm. uh, churches, uh, we have uh, a network uh, called 24-7, ministry uh, mm. praise, praise 24-7. Mm. We have a ministry called Noon Prayer, uh, which was birthed out of the COVID-19. 
uh, noon prayer is a prayer gathering every day, 24, uh, tw every day, sorry, 20, uh, every day from 12 to 2 noon. Oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every day uh, at 12 noon to 2 p.m., uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year, uh, the Malaysian church is praying for the nations every day. Uh, uh, and how, how does that work? People sign up for it or you know, churches sign up for it? Is it online or is it, a, you know? It's, yeah, it's a virtual prayer meeting mm -hmm. uh, on Zoom. And uh, so it, uh, participants join from all across Malaysia um, mm -hmm. to pray for the nation. Uh, there are certain days of the week we pray for Malaysia. And certain days of the week we pray for Southeast Asia, and certain mm -hmm. days of the week we pray for the persecuted church, and uh, on certain days we pray for the UPGs. Mm -hmm. uh, and so some of these meetings we've been able to invite uh, UPG uh, workers to share their stories with us, to uh, to present the people groups they work with, so we can be praying more uh, intelligently for mm. the people, people group. So the last few weeks, uh, mm -hmm. back today uh, is uh, the Hindu festival called the Dipawali. Uh, and so the Malaysians, so today we actually, it's a public holiday in Malaysia today. And mm. uh, so uh, the Hindus are celebrating the festival of lights. And the last six weeks, uh, we've been praying for the Hindu world um, on Fridays. And uh, so we had uh, friends who work with the Hindu world. We had uh, that, uh, Dr. Ashok Kumar, who yes. Is, yes, from, from Hatney, who has yeah. been shared with us the last six weeks on the Hindu world and how we can be praying for the Hindu community. Mm. Um, so, so we've seen a lot of changes in that sense. We've seen so many um, virtual meetings, webinars, you know, uh, mm. We were able to run two webinars on on uh, using uh, technology and social media on reaching the UPGs, uh, and yeah. we had uh, I think over 100 participants uh, twice, and yeah. uh, representing about 15 countries I think, and uh, and so that's been great in that sense. Uh, going, you know, the pandemic has just made us more. Uh, uh, I think we've become more um, adaptable <laughs> <You know? laughs> to ideas. And yeah. what I love about the pandemic is uh, uh, we've become a, a digital missionaries in that sense. <laughs> so digital mobilizers. Like digital mobilizers, mobilizers, mobilizers. And, but I think the whole idea of digital missions uh, is so mm. important that... Mm. Uh, we have to realize that in countries like Malaysia and certain countries, there are a lot of restrictions. Yes. And what happens one day if, the, if we, if we lose our freedom of worship, you know? Uh, mm. And that's going to be very difficult if we lose our freedom of worship. Yeah. And we'll have to go online or go to house churches, you know? So it's, it's really, in a sense, I, I think the pandemic uh, has prepared the Malaysian church. Mm. Uh, adaptable. I'm flexible um, to run house churches and fellowships and to go online. And I think 
what's really neat about this is the idea that uh, we have, we're reaching we're reaching a wider scope of people in the country and not just uh, people from uh, certain cities or certain locality, but uh, people from all across Malaysia, anywhere in Malaysia can join any of these meetings. And uh, not just Malaysians, but even non-Malaysians. Uh, yeah. We've seen so many non-Malaysians join us as well. Oh, so, but you know, even myself, I've been involved a lot uh, with the uh, trainings. Like uh, you invite me to to teach in uh, uh, the the Chinese perspectives in Malaysia. So I've been, you know, even I am in Taiwan, but I don't need to fly over to Malaysia like uh, two years ago. Uh, but I, I I'm able to contribute a little bit in in that um, uh, in 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 that process. But also at the same time, uh, just within the last. Um, 12 year uh, to 12 hours uh, 12 months i have been uh you know been invited to to speak in some of the uh um, malaysian chinese churches for their annual uh, mission conference and 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 the trainings i conduct uh, explore and also go mobilize into some uh different groups of people and that was great and because it's, it was almost not possible uh, if if it's not for this uh, modern technology, if it's not because of pandemic and people will be like, oh, that's uh, the cost is really high and it's almost not possible to invite people from other parts of the world to be you know, our, our guest speakers, but it, it all became a reality. But also at the same time, I want to ask you about this, you know, um, so what's the future ahead of us? What's what's the what's the scenario for the post pandemic uh, you know, world and how? How can we actually work together and actually come back to so-called normal? Uh, or do you see that as, you know, we are, we're flipping the chapter. There's going to be a new way of mobilization and, and, and beyond. <laughs> real, real, real. <laughs> I would say, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, the way things are now. Mm, okay. Yeah, because uh, we, uh, just like, you know, uh, how we got... Uh, got you to come and teach you know perspectives online and and i think what that has created i mean this whole pandemic has created opportunities for collaboration and for mm. cross-pollination so i think in that sense it's great because we don't have to pack our bags and spend thousands of dollars to fly you know to have all <laughs> these things. we have ex- we have the same uh, yeah. kind of quality of teaching you know in fact to some extent i think We've had some good uh, quality of interaction as well because mm. these meetings are online and we break into small groups, you know. <laughs> so, so I think we. I. I mean, I, I. I mean, I almost feel I don't want to travel anymore. You know, it's just, <laughs> and also it's just, uh, in, environmental friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the skies are bluer, you know. <laughs> and but but I think but I think it's. Uh, uh, moving forward, I think we uh, we want to continue on with uh, online uh, virtual meetings. I think uh, because we have a far wider reach in that mm-hmm. sense, and uh, in fact, with perspectives, uh, we are. I think I'm thinking that uh, be nice to continue on with virtual training because uh, with perspectives, we've had students from so many different countries join us simply because it's online, number one. Number two, we've had the best 
set of instructors, you know, like yourself, you know, and many others uh, with their area of gifting uh, without having to travel to Malaysia, you know. Mm. So, and since they're all on video and you could do it online, uh, I think that, that uh, in that sense, I think it's very effective, <laughs> you know, <laughs> very effective. Although many may not agree, but I think if you design your program in such a way that you allow for good interaction and you create a conducive environment for uh, building relationships, I think you build, you, yeah. you can build deeper relationships online uh, as opposed to attending a conference, you know? So, yeah, I, I mean, moving forward, I'm all for digital missions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, and I I want to I want to wrap it up in, on a high note. Uh, uh, when when you talk about working together, uh, you know uh, all these diff different stories, and especially in in, in the context of of uh, perspectives. Uh, but you know why why is so important that that we we need to have that kind of uh, willingness to work with one another, and also that takes some degree of sacrifice. That, that's number one. Number two is, and how do you see others are better than yourself when you can do it all? You know, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing when, when you talk about collaboration, when you talk about working together. And, and we Chinese have this word called guanxi, that means relationship. But, but by the end of the day, it's still based on trust. You know, you, you trust the Lord, you trust one another. And so that's why you can build relationship uh, for, for the long run. So what's your takeaway? Oh, well, uh, well I, maybe perhaps I'd like to share a story with you. Um, you know, we, uh, it was years ago, I think it was 2010, in Colorado Springs, uh, so I was at the Closing the Gap uh, conference uh, with David Watson and David Garrison and uh, mm. many other global leaders uh, talking about uh, DMM and uh, why, you know, after 2000 years, uh, the growth of Christianity was so slow. And, uh, and everyone agreed that David Watson is saying, hey, you know, the key uh, uh, to seeing a movement is... Uh, is through disciple making movement and 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 everyone agreed, but but then you know the question still remains why why are we still so slow you know why why are the numbers of people still so small? Mm. Then we realize we realize mm. after I think it was two weeks of deliberation uh, of why things are still going very slow. Mm. We realized we we had not taken time to have tea or coffee <laughs> with each other. So, so the conclusion of the meeting was, uh, finally, everyone came together and agreed together. Let's take time to have coffee and tea together. The more time we take to have coffee and tea, uh, the more uh, opportunities we create for collaboration and networking. And so mm. that was uh, a takeaway at that meeting. And um, so for me personally, my philosophy is this, you know, uh, take time to have tea. You take time to build relationships, you know, mm. uh, take time to, to connect, uh, because I think if you build that relationship, trust is not an issue. Uh, and, uh, and if you take time to build relationship, uh, you would be able to uh, build uh, opportunities for collaboration and for cross-pollination. So that's what I do. You know, I take time to have coffee and tea 
you know, build relationships. Um, and as I continue to do that, um, rebuild that relationship in Malaysia. Uh, and so I, I'm excited about collaboration because um, here, especially, we uh, we are just willing to let go, uh, and mm. uh, and and work together. I mean, there's no no competition. We are not competing. There's no competition at all. It doesn't matter who is doing it. You know, as long as we can support you, encourage you, that's our philosophy. I mean, for me personally, that's what I communicate out and say, hey, you know, uh, is there something you're doing? And how if there's a bridge, if there's a gap. Can we do something? And, mm. and that's how MCGM took on some of the initiatives in the country. Uh, and MacHawk is an example. Mm. Uh, NLCO is another example. And uh, many other projects that we've taken on. Uh, the recent uh, webinar on uh, social media and digital mm. missions uh, is uh, some of the examples we have, uh, programs we have taken on to, to yeah. uh, bridge the gap yeah, in the country. That's beautiful. Thank you so very much, Peter. Uh, so today we have Peter Shankar uh, all the way from Malaysia, and uh, thank you for your, you know, your 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 stories and experience and encouragement, especially for this beautiful network for um, MCGM that also uh, demonstrates some kind of humbleness and 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 the uh, the willingness to uh, to work with one another. Uh, thank you very much for your time, and hopefully we can. Uh, have another conversation on this very subject and hopefully we can really see one another very soon and have a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe, maybe in Malaysia and having a, a coconut milk or something, you know, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to having you in Malaysia, Ray. Yeah. It'd be nice. Right. To connect. I've been too long. I've been too long to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. That's uh, just um, wrap it up and, that that's pray for uh the day uh will come and uh, hopefully we can see each other very soon have a good day